0: hi guys my name is Cheryl Okumu I am a level 5 MBCHB student studying in School of Medicine I have been in the School of Medicine for a couple of years now but all's well I'm being patient so I'm gonna talk about my experience in respect So how I got to join Respect. Um, I think we were on holiday. Like I said, been in med school for a really long time. Longer than the normal required six years. Because for some reason, there are a couple of obstacles that only seem to pop up. Um, One way or another, by the way, find yourself in school. Then there are strikes and you're not in school. You think you're almost finishing. Then COVID happens and you're out of school for months. But there is hope. There is hope for us here. So um, I think it is one of those periods where we were not in school. There was a time after third year because of elections and and political issues. I think there was a time one of the hostels was being banned or something. Um, We closed school and we had an eight months or six months. We had a six month break, I think. And in that time... I had been, um, I decided to do psychology because I've always wanted to do psychology, always been interested, especially after getting to do a bit of behavioral science in first year. I was just really intrigued by how the human mind works. Like, why do we behave the way we do? Um, what are the factors that affect our relationships with one another? Or just affect our actions and why? Especially things like personality disorders and things like those. So, um, I I was doing psychology at that time. And the classes were really, were really few, and it was just, it was really chill. So I was like, hmm, I should do something else. So um, this was a time when applications for things were going up left, right, and center. And I'm genuinely one of these people who see, oh, apply for this, write a motivation, let us send your CV, and I'm like, um, do I really need to? Because I'm like, now what do I see? And have you ever looked at your CV and you're thinking how redundant it is, like, what You've written that CG. Kanzami, I've never been a prefect or a captain in school. I was just CG a study. CG what? It was such a fake title. So I'm like, okay, so these are the things I'm <laughs> I'm having in my C V who wants to who wants to know about that? And how significant is it compared to someone who's even writing CG? I've been doing what in first year, uh I did and um, I did BSc. things like those. Now, nanda couldn't what to CG I was a prefect in form one anyway um long story short i was not applying for much then um i think i saw the application for respect and it was so close to the deadline and i was like you know what let me go for it and um the thing that encouraged me was um, I was also really interested when it comes to mentoring teenagers or just guys post high school. Um, at the holiday before that, I'd also been um, one of the mentors in a program called Bridge, which is a church activity. So under Bridge program, that was actually the first time I actually just sat down with teenagers and got to talk. And it was at that time, one of my cousins had just finished um, high school and she was staying with us. So under the Bridge Mentorship, you is basically talking to ex-candidates about life matters um, things that affect them and just stuff like that and just finding themselves in scripture and I got to (laughs) to just get a whole new perspective of how times are changing and there are so many struggles these guys are going through that maybe I didn't go through but it was just a nice crowd and that these guys have been struggling with issues and they just desire someone to ask them what's happening or to seek advice because there are so many opinions out there that you don't know what to pick from so that's the mentorship i'd had um that's the experience i i'd had as a mentor and it had also been for around like three months or so just again in that same time period so when i saw the application for respect i was like oh this is interesting because i was like they're talking about sexual and reproductive health um for teenagers. So I was like, this would give me an opportunity to do more mentorship and also for me to finally apply something I'm doing medically um in an outside field. Cause um again I'd also done a lot of projects here and there, but none of them are particularly medicine related. It was mostly just talent and um Talent, career development skills, such things like mentorship in different capacities. So I decided to apply, and um, what happened is I got accepted. Now, <laughs> the funny thing is, I saw the acceptance letter l- later. later. Almost a bit too late because you know, again, I'm one of those people who before I never used to look at my emails, I just used to be like, Ah, okay, I'm getting updates about someone's Twitter post who posted on YouTube. Jumia here always trying to get me to buy food here and there. Uh, So I was like, there's no point. Um, I was barely entering my email unless someone is like, oh, I'm sending you a particular email. Because I did most of my communications on WhatsApp or calls, etc., So I saw the message for respect and I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. And no lie, (laughs) that's when I decided to actually do research into what respect is about. Because genuinely I was doing it and then I was like, when I was applying, I was not really sure I was going to get it. I was just like, do I ever? Because I never really apply for stuff. I think there was a time I was right after Form 4 and I wasn't really getting anything. So I'd just be like, ah, my hopes were just ukochini. So I was really surprised and I felt really blessed when I was accepted. Um and just getting to go for like the training of trainers. So and I remember the thing was in Juja and they're telling us again to a hotel. Then I talked to my friends and some good friends of mine have also gotten the um have gotten the application to get into respect. So the training was supposed to be for three days in Juja just to get insight on what respect is about and what 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 happens and what's the plan. Get to know about the plan to go to the centers in high schools and talk to them about certain matters. And I remember after the first time, I genuinely felt like I was getting cold feet. Cause the thing is, um, personal take. I am. I'm a Christian and I'm born again. And there are certain things that, um, that that are you know of conflict, especially even in the medical things. Things like abortion. Things like um, um, things like sexual orientation and things like that they're not um it's not something that's just easy to be like oh okay i'm okay with that and of course god has given us grace and love and that's something not that demonstrating but then there's just that boundary that you just don't know how to go about and i was also just thinking hmm okay but i the think they really really caught my heart when it came to srh matters was menstrual health and hygiene management and the thing that i learned greatly um about this i think it opened my eyes a lot respect opened my eyes a lot when it comes to menstrual health issues so i got to learn about all these different kind of products the kind of um, challenges that these teenagers are having out there because they can't access these materials and i just felt so moved because i remember now um Fast forward, we we'll finished the training, we're having our first um training session now, and we were going to a school just right next to um right in Gumoya yeah? um next to Kibira. So we go to the school and the plan is we get divided and we get to talk about I think we're talking about puberty um and menstrual and menstrual hygiene i'm not particularly sure but i remember we're supposed to divide ourselves and we're less by one person so the idea was to pair up since it's our first time and i uh, so they, there was one person who would go alone and i was like let me do it because i usually feel like i feel freer <laughs> if i'm talking to people and i'm by myself instead of if I'm with someone else and we both don't know what we're doing then it's very obvious. I think those are some of the hacks that I picked up from doing bridge. Like when you are trying to mentor someone or talk to someone they can easily tell if you're not sure of what you're doing or what you're saying. Especially if you're doing it in a group. If you have not planned yourself or you've not organized how you're going to deliver or just create that self space or show that confidence then it's something that they can pick up and they'll also close off. So if you do not portray confidence then they also will shuku themselves. And I'm one of those people who um, it's easier for me to be confident if I'm just me and them. Then I'm like, yo, and my motivation is purely just to get them to open up. So I get over myself pretty fast. So um, I was with form once. And I love these guys, Yani. Yeah, for ones have so much energy, they have they have so much psych for life because I've just joined high school. You know, guys are in like G from two, from three. or they still they still like you know I'm about to, to do from four. Some me I'm old and grown. I don't want anything. But for ones are so active. So we just start talking about um these issues, um puberty, what their thoughts are, and I usually just love interacting. I love the interaction because you just get to, you know. Go back to the time when you were 13 or 14 and everything was just so fascinating and new to you. You know, talking about menstrual health issues, someone who's never had their menses, what their mother, their aunts, their friends have told them about it. Hearing those experiences in um, in when you mess yourself and your friends come to help you. And I resonated with that so much because I personally started Um, My man, Susan, I was 10 years old and I was in, was I in class five? Yeah. And I was the only girl who'd started. And then my flow started heavy as heck. So I used to have a lot of those cringe moments i just messed myself then my friends would be like oh tying a sat so around me and walking behind me and it was just such a struggle and it was I never had someone to come and talk to me about you know like talk to us even as a class like these are the issues I even talk to guys like you know don't laugh at girls and they have these things this is what's happening it's a natural process you don't need to feel ashamed so I love being a part of that and being able to talk to them and give them advice like you know you are not alone you should not feel ashamed because there's these things that we feel like we don't know we don't know how to go about it and we just keep it to ourselves because we feel like it's something that you shouldn't talk about and i love respect because they do that a lot to H matters they bring out issues that these teenagers are struggling with and create a safe space to talk about it and get more people involved in coming up with solutions and i think that was just a game changer for me um just being able to be part of the problem and um part of the solution, to be aware of the problem and be part of the solution and create change and just make people aware of these issues. So that was the first training session we had, and that was one of the biggest milestones in my life because, like I said, I got, I got to be aware of the gap that's in place and have the feel of how it's like to just tackle the problem right from the ground going upwards. And I guess it motivated me to want to do more, to do more research into menstrual health and hygiene management and see what else what else can be done and get to talk about it because these are things that are not talked about often especially getting to talk talk to about them with teenagers and young people get to know their struggles. So, um, the second milestone milestone in my life when it came to SRH matters happened during the conference for last year. So, um, we we're supposed to go for a conference in Akuru and guys are really psyched and I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then, um, right before the, right before the conference, they start asking guys who want to present workshops, um. Workshops on certain topics, and um, I'm like, okay, no thanks. <laughs> you know, again, I'm gonna come off like I have really negative attributes, but that's another thing about me. I am one of those people who, when you're calling for people to do something, unless you directly tell me to do it, or I very clearly see what role i'm going to play i'm definitely gonna pass it up unless the conviction of the holy spirit is upon me and i'm just like you have to and i'm just felt feel like i'm being called to do it then i will not do it so i was like okay workshop no thanks so i'm like i've never I've never presented in a workshop. What am I presenting on in the first place? Then this is what happened. So one of the respect members reaches out to me and and is like, Cheryl, could you please consider presenting a workshop? Then I was like, um, huh, on what? Then they were like, you know, on, um, on persons with disabilities, because it's something that you have been you have been doing. And I'll explain in what context at the end of this. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, oh, no, I didn't say that, sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not really on what. And then I was thinking about it, and she's like, you can come up with something, I'll help you out. And she got me two other people to help. And I was just thinking about it, and I was doing research. And I remember, I think prior to that, um, I was reading and I was answering, I was doing questions for sociology and one of the questions for our exam, actually, and one of the questions was reproductive health challenges that face women who are differently abled. And I remember I'd read an article prior to that about women who are giving their experiences when it comes to um, reproductive health services and some of the comments they've had getting to hear about women who've been told you know what um you you are even giving birth because you're disabled you should not even be doing this you don't need contraceptives because you should be abstaining or just not having a conducive environment not having privacy being respected just because you are deaf or you are blind someone says there's no point of respecting the normal protocol and they just treat you so passively and I was genuinely so moved by that and one of the things I also talking about is um, look at our hospitals like in Kenya and Nairobi how many of these public facilities have um, allowances for persons who are differently disabled, who are differently able to access reproductive health services, how easy is, is it for these women to access these services and what kind of response do they get and I was genuinely so moved by that and i was like you know what um guys this is the idea i have let's do a workshop on this because this is a problem that's there and it's not something that's going to be solved just in one instance but something that requires us to come together get people to be aware of the problem first so um got my two, three friends together, and we came up with points and interactive activities to get people to see things in the per- perspective of someone who's differently abled. And then we did the workshop, which was really great. It was a really awesome experience. And again, I think that was another big milestone in my life, because it made me aware of another aspect of reproductive health that... Um, I had not thought about before, so I was just like, You know what this is part this is again.' Respect has given me an opportunity to be aware of a problem and to be aware of just to be aware of the steps that you can take to make a difference. And the thing that's really highlighted in respect that I love is the need for advocacy, just getting people to talk about a problem. Because that's always the first step. People won't change something if they do not know that there is a problem that needs to be solved. So um yeah so that's been my journey and i know there's so much more to it um going forward i've been able to network with amazing people who have grown me in an individual capacity and also in terms of my project So, just to finalise and put it all put all this in context, um, I am a co-founder of an organisation called NetPlus. And what NetPlus does is um, we have three main pillars. We have a pillar on career development, talent and skills advancement, and then special needs of vulnerable groups. So, under the special needs of vulnerable groups, our focus has been on menstrual health issues and persons who are differently abled. So, how this ties in together, at least having the background of NetPlus had given me the confidence to apply for to apply for respect because i kept thinking i need to grow myself in order to grow the ability of the organization that i'm representing in order to put more on the to put more on the table i need to have something to put there and just being able to grow in networks and opportunities i can do that and the other thing is as i said um We're doing menstrual health but then being part of respect opened my eyes to the different products that are there i got to learn about menstrual cups actually through the curriculum and i did a lot of research and i was like wow wow where has this been and i feel like it's one of those things that we puza or you may puza if you are coming from a good background because you're like i can use tampons i can use pads but when it comes to women especially teenage mothers or older it's a really feasible tool for those ones who are not able to afford pads so looking at things in terms of long term um, provision of solutions to problems instead of giving pads that you the person will still need month after month then giving them options that will be more long term and they're able to focus their funds on other things and also just um, that's one of the things that opens my eyes to and then also like I said we've been looking at persons who are differently abled and our focus had been on children. So just um, from doing the workshop, getting to see the interrelation in now these children and they become teenagers, who goes to their school and talks to them about SRH matters, who talks to them about their first period, who teaches them how to use a pad, what do they do when it comes to these issues, do they understand what's going on in their life and do they have access to these health facilities that are able to give them the services they require. So respect has opened my eyes in terms of how I can grow my organization by looking into these gaps and being able to identify solutions to these problems and just people to partner with to grow in this regard. So this has been my journey in respect. It's been such a blessing and I believe that God was so intentional to put me in this path and I believe that there's so much more to do in terms of my, in my personal capacity as Cheryl and also as a volunteer of respect and just how it ties into my organization. Um, that is net plus so i hope you've learned a thing or two and it's been a blessing to share this experience made me reflect a lot and just think of the journey that god has passed me through yeah